to mama.com You might not go to hell Mind of Man, Mind of God, number 75. It's um, the 24th of February, 2008. The, uh, what is it, the third Sunday of Lent. Hi, Dave. How's Lent going for you, Ryder? Oh, I don't know. Lenty. Did you give up something? Sex. That's no... You can't do that. You gave that up a long time ago. It's true. Now I was going to, you know how you give stuff up? I said, no, I'm not going to give stuff up. I'm actually going to do what I always say I should do, but I haven't been doing that either. Well, why the hell not? It's too much trouble. (laughs) Well, you're really getting into the spirit of the thing, aren't you? I am indeed. What are you going to do today? You're going to go... What are those things that you want to do? Well, you know, the standard exercise, lose weight thing. I thought, rather than just give something up, I'd say, well, I'm going to do something positive. Well, that's actually giving something. That's giving up your body weight, right? Trying to, but it's, you know. Well, you know, the thing is, you got to reward yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is a key psychological concept, that if you're going to do this thing, you've got to provide positive reinforcement for your efforts. So you got to come up with some positive reinforcement for when you go work out. I don't go work out. <laughs> I know. That's probably why. If you had a positive reinforcement, like I don't know what it would be for you, but if you had a positive reinforcement for going and working out, then you'd go do it. Like you like give yourself something every time you work out or every third time. Uh-huh. Okay, well, let's move on. <laughs> so, I no, I think we're, you know, because we, we kind of blew off the readings the last few weeks, I think we need to talk about the readings first. Sure. All right? And then we'll talk about our subject. Because what are we going to talk about today, Ryan? Cashola. Cashola, money, big bucks, what it means, what we do with it, really? et cetera, et cetera. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. But we thought we ought to talk about the readings first. So now I'm reading these words, these readings. The first reading we got Moses in the desert, cracking a rock and getting water. Yes. About cover it or. I like about? the I like the fact that the people were grumpy. I thought that was they grumbled against Moses. They what did. What take us into the damn desert for? <laughs> you know. That Moses man, he didn't get any rest, did he? No. He's either breaking. Idols or climbing mountains or dealing with crabby Israelites. You Israelites. Yeah. He must have been a very patient man, don't you think? I don't know. I do. I think he was very patient. Really? Forty years in the desert with a bunch of whiny, complaining people. You gotta be patient. I guess. Um okay, and then so anything else about that reading? No. No? All right. And then we got stuff about Jesus justified in the Lord, the Holy Spirit. I don't don't know. This is all gobbledygook to me, the second reading. I don't know what it's about. Yeah, that's some Pauline, you know, philosophical bullshit. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, I shouldn't say that, but (laughs) yeah, he, you know, I'm sure it's very cohesive and everything, but 
go, what? It's something that justified by faith and hope uh, died at a point of time for the ungodly. Uh, I don't know. I I distill it all down in, into um, maybe it's a, maybe it's a response to the first ring. Quit complaining. God died for your sins. That's what I kind of. Well, I think this is the standard. You know, if if somebody's really great and you die for them. Mm-hmm. Then you can figure that out. So this but, is encouraging martyrdom. No, but see, then he says, "But we were still sinners, and God, you know, oh. died for us, even though we were like dirt bags." So, so you go, that, "That doesn't make any sense. Why did you give yourself up for these people who really didn't deserve it?" Kind of pulling the old switcheroo there, huh? Kinda. Yeah. All right. And so this is that's a that's a uh, example of God's love for His people. For you, Dave. For me, God <laughs> loves me. Really? Yes. Wow. See, that's that's the whole point. He loved us that even though you were kind of dissing Him, and you know, like I'm sitting here saying that His inspired readings were kind of crap. Yet Jesus died for me anyway. <laughs> uh, that's good to know, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Okay, and then we got along a little similar theme, we got the Samaritans who always are getting like the crappy under the stick. They're saying, Well, how can you talk to a Samaritan? How could a Samaritan you know what was so bad about Samaritans, by the way? Nothing. They just were sort of half Jewish. They were half Jewish? Well, kind of. I don't know. They came from a different line and they didn't obey all the rules, so therefore they were ritually impure or something. Oh, wow. I see, and I didn't know that. I learned something today, because I thought they were some... Go ahead. No, but they lived... You know, Samaria was kind of like between whatever, Galilee and Judea or something. So you sort of had to go through it, but it it was more of a, I think, political fight. I see. You know, it's like they were the Protestants or something. Right. <laughs> they didn't buy all the crap, and they said, we don't have to defy all. I mean, that's part of the rambling she does about, you know, this mountain or that mountain. Because the Jews said you have to worship on this mountain. Right, right. And our forefathers said this mountain here is good enough. And, I mean, yeah, well, that makes sense now because it, because they seem to be aware of the Christ. I mean, that's yeah. the, part of their... Man, I had a whole different thing. I thought they were like some type of different, like uh, I don't know, some type of Muslims or something. But no, they were actually sort of sort of Jews. I'll probably, yeah. If a Jew ever listened to this, I might be wrong, but it's something like that. They weren't oh. that disparate. They, you know, they they sort of were the same people, kind of, but. You know, they were like the black sheep kind of people. I see. I, I'm liking them more already. <laughs> yeah. And this Samaritan woman, you know, she seemed to be interesting. I bet she was hot. Why do you say that? Well, because she had five husbands, you know, and and she come and she felt maybe, confident enough to come up and sort of hit on Jesus. Even maybe though. she was a murderer. She killed them all. <laughs> well, that's a nice thought. <laughs> you should line up Jesus for the next one. Maybe that's it. Maybe she was actually a 
you know, a, a mole for the Pharisees and who's setting him up. Could be. <laughs> Could be. Five husbands, man. Jeez Louise. She's like, uh, what's her name? Uh, Zsa Zsa Gabor or somebody. Or uh, one of the other Hollywood types. Yeah. She's a movie star. Anyways, we're getting off target here. <laughs> um, so, anyways. So, and then she got them all, all her buddies interested in, in Jesus, too. Huh? She went and talked to the people, and they, they all came around. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting if she was this, I don't know. I don't know who her, all her buddies were, too, you know? Yeah. I think that's why the apostles were kind of, what are you talking to this woman for? Right. Like, she probably wasn't the upper crust. Right. I don't know, but maybe she was. Who knows? Well, it seemed like over this thing, Jesus was constantly getting his disciples used to the idea that he just about talked to anybody. You know? Yeah. I mean, they kind of had to get used to that with him. Well, that's the thing. He First, he'd uh, you know, irritate the Pharisees and stuff because they were the upper crust for talking to his disciples even. They, they weren't, you know, the established... The crumb to crumb. Right. And then he'd go talk to, like, the... The key is task collector types. Oh yeah. And, and so that now that his group is a bunch of low lives, he wouldn't even he even went and talked to the people that they considered low lives. Oh, <laughs> man. You know, he didn't care. He didn't care. All, all God's chilling to him, huh? I guess so. I guess so. All right. So um, I guess that's about it for the readings. Anything, anything we're gleaning from the readings? I don't know, Dave. You're not really. Uh, Putting any direction into it, you're just wandering through them, hoping well, to get to the next. Time. Oh, oh! Like I usually come up with a theme, don't I? Or something. I'm just saying. I don't care. But well, did, was there a theme? I didn't really discern a theme there too much. No, I didn't really. Maybe something about faith and belief in God and something like that. But that's all vague stuff. I mean, I didn't really. It's about think. water flowing, Dave. Is that what it's about? Okay. Yeah. The first she, one is about the people. Whining about water, and then right. in the third one, he's trying to get some water, and Jesus says, "That's true. That is a theme. Water. It's like the stuff you need to live is not necessarily just, you know, the stuff your it, body needs. Right. Spirit needs something too to survive. It needs sustenance. It needs, you know, spiritual sustenance. That's right. what we need. Right." And that's and there you go from the Old Testament to the New Testament. How you know we're just more talking about physical needs and wants and providing them in the Old Testament, and then we're getting into spiritual needs, wants, desires. But of course, people keep still wanting the physical. It's the same thing. The woman was still, where are you going to get this water? You don't even have a bucket. So she was right. still concentrating on the. I see. And Jesus kept saying, "No." Yeah, I mean, yeah, you need that, but. Which I think is a good lead into our topic today. Do you think so? I do, because the topic we're going to talk about is related to sustenance. It's related to needs, wants, desires, it's and what, how they're really taken care of. And that is money. 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 Finances. Finances. It, it's a lot the same thing, you know, that I have to... I have to have money, much the same way I have to have food and water. Mm-hmm. At least in our culture, you have to have it. So you have to spend a certain amount of time screwing with it. You do. 
or you're out on the street. That's true. That's true. But doesn't it also, isn't it, it isn't the same lesson applicable here in that when we just become focused on procuring resources, money, whatever we're calling it, that we can lose our spiritual connection? Yes. <laughs> it's, always, it's always dramatic when I'm waiting for your answer, Ryan. He's like, okay, is he going to agree? He's going to say, I don't think so. I never know what's going to happen. It just this, this thing builds up in me. Oh, anyways, okay, so good. So oh, we're right on the same page there. That's great. Well, anyways, money. Money is a big thing in religion and spirituality. But isn't money really, aren't we really talking about, money is symbolic in a way, isn't it? Aren't we talking about energy? If you have a certain amount of money, you have this amount of energy that you can use in different ways in the world. If you have more, there's more you can use. If you have less, maybe there's less. But then maybe it doesn't matter because people that can be poor can have a huge impact without money, like someone like Gandhi or somebody, you know, or people that are just good people without any money. So what is money? I don't know. (laughs) Money is confusing. Mm. It's distorting. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, if you have a, a whole bunch of money, in some ways, your life is easy. Right. And in some ways, it isn't. What's the ways that it isn't? Well, then you have to deal with it. I mean, for for instance, I, I don't know. I mean, it's easier than you say, oh, my car broke down. I'll just get a new one. That makes it easier. But you also have to spend time worrying about it, right? I mean, where's my money if it's invested in this stuff, the stock market crash? Whereas the stock market crash, I don't really care. (laughs) I don't have any money anyway. But, I mean... It doesn't necessarily provide security because you could lose it all. You can, but... You know, it doesn't provide a certain amount of security. And then people think they're all that because they have more money. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing where you got to watch yourself. Because if, if I have money and I can do whatever I want, well, that sort of detracts from the whole, well, whatever I want isn't necessarily what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, you get this whole will of God thing in there. Right. So, but if I think I... I don't need God because they have too much money. I mean, you don't think that <laughs> like that, but the point is you sort of lose sight of the fact that I need some help here. <laughs> right. Because I can just buy all the help I need. Right. I don't know. On the other hand, just to, to add confusion to the mix, for all you know, so I mean, sometimes like I've had periods where I have money, and then then I'm then I can do certain things, including things for other people or things that I need to do for myself or things that maybe are good for the world. Sometimes you're given those resources in order to use them, and and you know what I mean. Sometimes you're given poverty in order to maybe develop your spirituality, but sometimes you're given resources in order to express something in the world. That's true, but but if, as long as you actually do that once you get there, you know. What, riches, uh, you know. 
Yeah. Always a question. Always a crapshoot, right? Mm-hmm. But here's the thing that, that actually made me originally suggest this topic, though, was the other side of the coin, were the church and money. You know, right. you give money to church, what do they do with it? Right. I mean, a lot of times they, I mean, in theory they're doing the work of God, right? Right. But but then you always get these comments of, well, what about all the stuff the church owns, art and real estate, if they could sell it all, you know? Right. That crap. And then you get into the whole, well, there's so many <laughs> facets of this. but Well, then you get into the whole, uh, beyond the, like the Catholic Church, uh, you know, wealth and all this kind of stuff. Then you get into some of these, you know, tele- televangelical or well, how you say that, preachers or these TV preachers, you know, they're always asking for money. And, exactly. And, and, you know, and the thing is that, it also sort of capitalizes on, on people. You know, I, I mean, I picture a lot of, like, you know, little old ladies or something, maybe lonely and wanting to do something with their money, and then this charismatic person comes on and, oh, you can make a difference in our ministry, and you can be a part of this, and and it, and it gives them something to believe in, you know, something that, oh, I can use this. I can use my money for something good. Now, whether it is or not, who knows? I mean, well, you know. Yeah, and that's a good point. I mean, you have the same thing in the Catholic Church. You get these little old ladies with a million dollars who are going to die, right. and they want to donate it to the church, but only if you make, you know, a gold tabernacle in this thing that's or something. And then you go, well, we don't really need that. Then you can't have the money. So, I mean, so a lot of times the church sometimes gets bullied into things or or people push their agendas because I got a million dollars I'm giving right. you. Are you right. going to turn it down? And you go, hmm. <laughs> right, right. So. Well, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, it's almost kind of like a neutral thing in a way. I mean, it, it's almost like nothing. It's, it's more kind of what meaning we put on it and how we use it, sort of like a, a hammer, in a way. I mean, you can hammer nails with it, or you could beat somebody over the head with it. I mean, it's it in, a, in and of itself, it's not. I don't know. You know what I mean? I mean, it's not. Yes, exactly. I know. It, and I'm. It 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 influences people. Oh yeah. Well, it it gets it gets caught up with fantasies too. Like I I know you and I both. Uh, we, you know, we think about winning the lottery, and you know what we would do with that money. You know. Yeah. And how how it would change our lives and true and all that stuff. So I'm just more concerned at this point about what the church does with the money. What do you think they do with it? I don't know. It, it's it's odd what they do with it. <laughs> like I say, I think there's too much pressure from people who have money. Yeah. That and then they need the money and. I mean, like if you're the parish, the pastor of the cathedral, for instance, you got a lot of rich people, and and you got your arch conservatives, and you got your liberals, and you got your, and they they're at odds with each other, and they, sure. these people are used to wielding influence with their with, money. With money, yeah. Exactly. And and then there's like, for instance, us who, <laughs> you know, I I play every Sunday with the live team band, and we just for instance, recently went into this big thing about getting copies made. Right, we hand out song sheets every week, mm. and like the, they have a, a copy 
or that's getting old, and they probably should replace it. But instead they say, we just can't use it anymore because you all make 400 copies or something. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> but but it was like, it, it was just a big pissing contest about even getting the things printed. Yeah. And, and you go, this is, and we were like in the middle of it going, ah, you're, you're saying you're saying with that being a big problem versus how money is just pissed away in other ways. Yeah, but on the other hand, they go and let's go build this whole big giant thing, and I'm going, well, that big gee whiz new Eucharistic chapel, I'm all for that, but really that's going to impact the 80 people who really like to go there. Right. And and this. You know, ten bucks a week for the liturgy is too much trouble. I don't know. It's just you get caught up in the wrong things. Sure, sure. So, so it's like I don't know. It can be like a drug in a way, almost. Kinda. That's right. It, it can be good if in proper dosage, <laughs> or, or when you need it, you get it. That's great. But right. you can. Get stupid on it too. So, well, there hasn't hasn't there been or ha- wasn't there in the Bible and uh, you know like warnings, various warnings about money and wealth and um, sure, you know the whole it's harder for a rich man or enter the camel going through eye of a needle and right. you can't serve God and money and yeah, there's a bunch of stuff like that, but. In, in that way, it's sort of like sex. Yeah. Of, of itself, it's a good thing, but it gets used to do other things. That you know, it's a powerful force, and so we use it to try and get whatever we want. <laughs> mm. and, and you know, let alone that we could get into the connection between sex and money. That's a whole other thing. Oh yeah. Well, if I, well, like if well, I had more money, I could get some sex. Is that we'll, t- we'll talk about that when we go to Vegas, I guess. <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> so anyways, the, the the bottom line is we don't really have any answers about this. So what are we trying to say about this money and religion thing? Just that maybe people need to be more conscious of it and to just be thinking about it, uh, how they're using their resources, where resources are going, and just the power of money. I guess that you need to, right, be prudent. <laughs> mm-hmm. Use good judgment with your money and not think that because I have it, I get my way. Right. Don't you, I, don't you think a lot of people are just unconscious about money? They, they just know they want more of it. I, I think that's the extent that most of us, and myself included, think about money. It's like, okay, well, I got... I have these things I have to pay, and I wish I had more money because then I could do other things, but that's kind of the extent of it, which is sort of immature and stupid, I think. Well, some people spend a lot of time thinking about money. I know. And and worrying about it and trying to get more. Well, those are probably people that have money, too. They probably do. And I I try not to think about it at all, and then... And just have it show up at your door. (laughs) That'd be good, yeah. Well, maybe that's not right either, you know? Right. You know, maybe. Well, I obviously have to do more than that, Dave. I go to work every day, and I pay bills and stuff. Do my taxes, but. 
I don't really want to do any of that. <laughs> but but I, yeah, but I wonder if if I don't know if if it's about like having a relationship with money. You know, there's all this uh, new age sort of stuff about attracting wealth, and you know that's a big that's a big thing that people do seminars on about you know getting over your poverty mentality and your um, you know. Why why aren't you attracting wealth into your life? You, you know those those sorts of things, right? Yeah, with that kind of stuff. I ignore it, but I'm aware of it. Well, it is interesting to the extent. I mean, sometimes I read that and say, well, you know, money's not everything. I think about you know what they're what they're fostering there. It's like, oh, maybe you're just fostering the, an attitude that elevates money into some type of deity for people. Yeah, and I, and I don't necessarily think that's right. On the other hand. There is some truth to that too, you know. That I think there is, you know, if you have this attitude about things, that you're going to tend to unconsciously or whatever act in certain ways that are going to um, continue you being poor or yeah. you being. Whatever. Yeah, I, I I would ascribe more to the philosophy of have passion and do what you love, and the money will come. Yeah, right. I like right. to go with that one. Right. That's why we're doing this, Dave. That's true. That's exactly <laughs> right. Well, and and maybe it maybe it doesn't matter so much if you do what you love or 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 and you know and I always thought with that on one level that seems sort of selfish to me, but on the other level maybe that's just what you maybe that's just getting yourself aligned with what God has in plan for you. You know that you're actually expressing what you came here to express. You know, express exactly. He made you a certain way, and if you don't do what it is he made you to do, then it's not really going to work out so well. Yeah. And I think there was even a quote in the, even in the Bible, I think there's something like this, that what you don't, something will eat you up or something. Didn't we talk about that? What you don't express will turn on you in some ways. I I think that's in there. It's in there somewhere. It's something along those lines, I, but I think that's true. I mean, I think that is true. That okay. Yeah. So, anyways, how are we doing on time? How are we doing on time, Dave? <laughs> it's time to end. Time to end. <laughs> <laughs> so, our 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 parting shot to you would be to listen to the Pink Floyd song about money. Because I think there's a lot of wisdom in that. That'd be my parting shot, yes. Okay. How about I you? even know that song? Do you know that song? Mm-hmm. I think so. It goes, money, it's D, 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 D. You know, it says, get a hold of my stash. It does this whole thing about money, it's a trip, and blah, 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 blah. You know, and okay. just all, all this stuff about, you know, how people... You know, make money into their god, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. So don't First, do that. Don't do that. Right. All right. See you later, everybody. All right. Yeah. Go make some money. Use it wisely. Uh. <laughs> Good, Good ending. Good ending. <laughs> All right, we're out of here. All right. Bye. You can make it. Shoot it. Momog.com.